Wings Thinks podcast episode. Let's go with episode one. I, I was on vacation last week, and I thought, you know, when you're on vacation, you think of work a lot. And so you get back and you think, well, I'm going to be a go-getter. So one of the epiphanies I had uh, in, in a shower, maybe too much, but was that I want, I want to do my podcast more. I want to, there's a lot of people I want to talk to. There's a lot of uh, issues that we don't actually get to cover, believe it or not, in a four-hour show. So I want to do that. And I want to talk to people that are that are interesting. The cool thing is a lot of people that I know in this building are interesting. People from other stations, uh, whether it's 99.1 The Mix or even KISS FM. Uh, my station, there's a lot of people that I don't get the chance to really talk to. Or we have a lot of good off-air conversations that I think would be good down on tape somewhere. So going to start doing that a little more. Of course, I now have this on record, so then I have to stay committed to it. Uh, you never come out the first time and say first annual, because then what happens if there's never a second one? So going to try to do this a little bit more. I have done some podcasts as I pull up the WSSP app that you may be listening to this on. And if you go to the on-demand section, again, you've probably done this already, the Wings Things podcast. There's a couple Big Brother ones on there I did. Um, I did do one with Joe and Billy in November about the Badger football team. The last real podcast I did was in September about sports gambling. We did a couple WWE ones, which Cody has taken over. Um, I did a bad interview with DJ Wilson because I didn't have the recorder plugged into the right thing, so I threw that up there. So I'm going to start. They give me my own channel on the app. I might as well start using it. So we'll do that. Uh, got back from vacation. Uh, we'll talk about that for just a moment. Dave Stein, producer Dave's going to be joining us. We're going to talk about the OJ thing, uh, the OJ show on Sunday night where he admitted that he killed two people, which is pretty messed up. Hypothetically, sure, but we'll talk to Dave about that. And then uh, Cody Grant, producer Chuck and Winkler, we're going to talk to him a little bit about uh, about the NCAA tournament and, and who he might like. So before we get to that, uh, Riggs, Kiss FM. Yeah. I, I I think that this would be better. I was going to do it as a monologue, but since you're trying to get in here anyway, uh, into the studio, I thought I'd talk to you about it anyway. Oh, sure. Let's talk about it, Bart. Uh, fuck traveling. Oh, we can curse? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Say what? Why, why, why fuck traveling? Yeah, good job. Why? When you travel, is there an airline that you d- like or don't like? Uh, I try to steer away from the cheap-ass ones. I did travel with Allegiant once. While they have super cheap rates, I got round trip from Milwaukee to Sanford, Florida for 88 bucks. But then they fucking they dick you on everything. Then they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's 88 bucks. They're like, oh, we're going to charge you for your seat. Two bucks for water. Three bucks for snacks. Yeah, yeah. And they charge you for a bag. They charge you $50 to and from a hundred extra dollars to check my goddamn bag. Well, you're going all in. Yeah, you said I could curse. And I oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Use it as cele- a novelty. Now, now I'm celebrating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it, it's, a novelty. I would go with like Delta, like a good airline. I understand why like Delta and American and United are more expensive because it's worth it. Because you get free drinks included. You get a nice seat. You're not dealing with a mouth breather behind you. You know. Yeah, there's one you didn't mention, and that was Southwest. Frontier. Oh, Southwest? Now, <laughs> I've been a big Southwest guy. Yeah. They always get me to where I need to go. Yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of tired of them. They've, they've been what I've flown the most lately. For some ungodly known reason, I've been flying a lot lately. Southwest doesn't assign seats, and I realize that that is huge. Because You like that or don't like that? I, I want assigned seats. I do, too. Because Southwest, so you do the three groupings. 24 hours before you fly, you got to log in and get it. Yeah. There's A1 through 30, then A31 through 60, then B. then And so we had a little bit of a issue when we were trying to fly back from Mexico. And so I got bumped to C on my new plane. So I was supposed to go from Cancun to Nashville yeah. to Milwaukee on Saturday. Yeah. And then the Nashville flight kept getting delayed and delayed. And I was strolling down the airport because I was bored out of my mind. Yeah. And I randomly overheard some lady at the other end of the airport from where we were sitting say, the Nashville flight's canceled. What? There was no announcement. <laughs> so if I didn't randomly hear this lady, so I full sprint to the other side of the airport yeah. to get my wife. I say, the Nashville flight's canceled. We got to figure out what the hell we're doing. I, d- I said, I don't care where in America we are tonight. 
I need to be in America. I'll stay over anywhere. I'll drive home. I'm not spending another night in Cancun. No. We had a great time. So I go to the desk. He looks at my ticket. It's the connecting flight Nashville to Milwaukee. He goes, ripped up. He gets me to Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And then the Milwaukee. It only was like 30 more minutes. Did they say why it was canceled, by the way? Because if it's a mechanical problem, I'll give him that. I'll well, give you that. Well, yeah. And so our, our, di- our day was pushed back 30 minutes. They gave us each $200 in vouchers for a plane and then $50 for lunch. What's wrong with that? So, no, that part's great. Yeah. I got a free flight and free dinner for nothing. I like they took care of you. But it's the part of the plane that was really bothering me so that, to the point that I almost yelled at someone. Because here's what happens, Riggs, on Southwest. People will line up and then they will... Let's say you you and your wife are an A. Yes, I've never been an A group, by the way. I, I, I think it's once. impossible. I paid for I early. I paid for early bird check in with B. Yeah, I think it's possible. It is impossible. Yeah. It's Illuminati confirmed. By and the no, way. no, it is. You can only get B. Yeah. So somehow these people get A or even B. Yeah. What the husband and wife will do is one will sit at the aisle, yeah. and then the other will sit at the window. Yes. And they'll leave the middle open uh-huh. because they think if you walk by. You're not going to sit in the middle. No, I hate the middle seats. So you keep going to the back, hoping to find two together, me and my wife. You keep trying to find this, and you can't find it. But the look on these people's faces, everyone thinks they're coming up with this for the first time. Like they're some crafty motherfucker? Yeah. Everyone does this. (laughs) Everyone does this. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. And I almost yelled at a guy. I swear to God, I almost yelled at a guy. You should have. Well, I didn't because this uh, piece yeah. of shit, he was wearing an NRA shirt. Oh, God. And the back was a flag. Oh. And instead of like 50 stars and stripes, it was red, white, and blue bullet casings. Really? Well, that's why I want to fly Delta because Delta, Delta said, uh, yeah, no NRA. piss off. Yeah. Did you hear the whole story about Delta? No. How they Delta said they weren't going to give discounts oh, to the yeah. NRA, and then Georgia said, "Well, we're not going to give you the tax cuts on your fuel anymore." And Delta said, "Fine, fuck off. Our our, our morals and beliefs aren't for sale." Yeah, and everybody's I love Delta even more for that because they're like, "No, we're we're going to go with our beliefs." Did you see the report? Which one? You know how many people use the NRA uh, advantage for that? How many? Thirteen. <laughs> not a joke. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, it's like thir- It might be seventeen. That's how it's many less people, than 20. Oh, that's how many people really use it. So that's why they did it, honestly. Well, they did it to make a statement, and it's not going to hurt them. I mean, is there anyone that says, I'm not flying? Yeah, there are. These people are fucked up. Right. And it's not against... Well, it is against. Well, where's the guy that's toting around his gun that's like, where's my Avis discount? It, it is against the NRA. The NRA's not looking out for you. No. Just like the Green Bay Packers. Right. They're not looking out for you. No. But yet you, like me... I'm a shareholder. I pay all this money. I support the cause. I wear all their stuff. I think yeah. I'm a part of something. I'm not. No. That's what the NRA does. But because that's a political thing, it's hard to approach it in the same way. The good news about that is that the Packers shit the bed. You don't lose any money financially. You don't have a stake in it, really. Right. Uh, I did want to say one more thing. Yeah. I brought up Trump on the show. Yeah. The president of the United States. And people got pissed. Why? Because I guess you can't make jokes. What did you say? What was the joke? Chuck and I were talking about Tiger Woods. Yeah. And I said, I just don't understand how you don't like Tiger Woods. And then Chuck said, some people don't like him because of the whole thing with his wife, how he cheated on his wife. Yeah. And I said, so there's people out there that don't like Tiger Woods because of that, but then they voted for Donald Trump. And that's what people got pissed off about? As soon as I said Trump, oh, the phone rang. Yeah. Twice. People started tweeting. Yeah. Oh, Bart's back. Five days off. Bart's back. This libtard's back. I'm the snowflake because you even... The president's name is mentioned. Yeah. I mentioned the president's name in a joking matter. Yeah. Is that Was that a political take? I don't think so. No, it was a social take. You want to lighten it up with a joke? What was the president's name in 1988? Do you know? No. Guess. Oh, Ronald Reagan. Nope. What? What do you think it was? This wasn't Reagan. 1988? 1988. Nancy Reagan? It was not Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I'm confused. Well, the president right now is who? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. His name was Donald Trump in 1988. So right. the president's name in 1988 was also Donald Trump. Oh, no. 
See, that was one of those dad jokes that I zinged you with. No, worse. <laughs> Riggs, Kiss FM. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Bard. I love you. All right, going to talk a little O.J. Simpson now because uh, that's relevant. Although O.J. Simpson has been in the news a lot over the last couple of years, released from prison again, and there was the thing on ESPN, there was the thing on, uh, what was the other one? FX had one. A lot of different shows on O.J. Simpson. Going to talk with Dave Stein. You may know him as... Uh, D-Bot or Producer Dave or whatever the hell. <laughs> All the good names. People call you. Uh, Dave's the producer with uh, Elizabeth and Radar, 99.1 The Mix, which is in the same building as my station, and he's on the air the exact same time as me. Although you guys go 5 to 9, we go 6 to 10. Yeah. We get up a little bit earlier, so Bart always comes stumbling into work, and I've already like been an hour into my work day. So what time do you get in? Um, officially, <laughs> I get in at like four thirty. I get in like a half hour before our show starts. Is Sometimes that bad? Like Are you supposed to get here earlier? No, I don't know. I mean, I think it's fine. I have all my work ready to go. I'm an efficient worker. I could get in at four fifty-five, and I think I'd be ready. Right. To go. We. I mean, we start at six, but sometimes I, you know, if get here I'm, at five fifty-five. Yeah, because I've prepped the night before. Now, exactly. I've learned. That I need to be here a little earlier so I can let my brain wake up. But eh, I get on the air at 6 and start, I talk for four hours. I don't really understand why you guys at the music stations get in earlier than you need to. I think it's more of a sign of, look at, we're here at work. So look at, I'm here, I must be doing work. But I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm the type of guy who I think you get your work done in the amount of time you need. So if you... Show up a minute before you go on air and you're gone five minutes after you're off air, but you got all your work done. Who cares, right? I just, I think that, I don't think you need to get in so early. I, I don't disagree with you. When I did a music show, it was 6 to 10. And what time did you show up at? I was actually in Fond du Lac and I lived in Milwaukee, which is an hour drive. So I would get to the station at 7.15. So what did you do for that first hour and 15 minutes? I either had taped interviews the day before. Sneaky guy. Or would replay things I did in the 9 o'clock hour the day before. Keep in mind, it's Fond du Lac where the drive time's five minutes. Right. And then I'd get into Fond du Lac about 7. I'd go to a quick trip, buy a kickstart, buy a breakfast sandwich, get a Karuba coffee. See, I can't eat that early Hashtag in the morning, Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> And then I'd get in at 7.15, go right on the air and do my Hollywood segment, which was at 7.15 every day. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's, if, as long as you're planned, as long as you know, like a general, generally what you're going to talk about, like you don't need to be there an hour and a half beforehand. What's, you like, could what's come that going to do for you? You're going to sit Don't you guys replay nothing. stuff the first hour? No. Or are you live? We're live. We're live from five to nine. We're but always you, live. You don't replay anything? Mm-mm. Ever? Never. Not anymore. We used to. Not anymore. <laughs> we never do. Why? If it's good. Because it's old news. What, so, but if you guys do a bit on like toothbrushes and toothpaste at 9 or yeah, 8.40, no, you can do it again at 520. There might be that person who was listening at 8 o'clock and they're also listening at 5 o'clock and then they call in and say, hey, I was listening to you guys and you had the same conversation. Right. I've learned about those people. Those people are insane. <laughs> And, and But those are the people you hear from, so then you think everybody's that way. No, everybody listens for 15 minutes. Right. And then they reset their cycle, and you go on for another 15 minutes. So I guess you're, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm in the world of, I think, like, I try to not post anything on Facebook or anything even, like, from that I've posted over a year ago. I feel like once I posted it, I don't want to talk about it anymore. No, you got to recycle that. Yeah, I know. I'm learning. I'm learning. Because especially if it's good. Yeah, I mean, quality stuff will keep on breeding more quality stuff, I feel like. But that's right. why I feel like also, in my mind, as a producer, I want to be creative enough to not, you know, to have new topics every day we're talking about topics. Yeah, but it maybe spend more time working on, like, yours is different because you guys do, like, four four minutes of content a show. I've got four Way hours. Way more than four minutes of content, but I've got four hours to fill. You know that in our targeted demo. I feel like demo, you're just belittling me this whole entire time. In our targeted <laughs> demo, you guys actually get a better rating than we do. Woo! Look at that. Why Why are men age 25, 54 listening to Kobe Calais? Because we got producer Dave on there talking some good stuff. The Green Bay Packers. It's because we got producer Dave there. It's bullshit. 
is what it is. <laughs> uh, we both watched the O.J. Simpson thing on Fascinating. Sunday. Holy cow. So this was an interview. Fox aired it Sunday night. The Lost Confession. They were supposed to air it 10 years ago. Yeah, but back in 2006. Affiliates said, nah, we don't want to do this. We're, we're going to drop it. And this is such a Fox program. Fox, the network that gives you when animals attack, <laughs> that kind of stuff, when buildings collapse. I don't even know which of those are real or what. I mean, I think those are both real ones. So Fox did this two-hour thing. Well, okay, then they lose American Idol. They need some competition against it. So they put up the O.J. Simpson special, drug out 12 years later, when seemingly everybody's sensibilities have vanished, how different right. the world is now than it was 12 years ago. So on this O.J. thing, how old are you? I'm 25, which is why it's so fascinating to me because I okay. didn't really – like, I was alive during it, but I didn't really live through it consciously, you know? Like, I wasn't watching the news every day, seeing yeah. what's going on in the OJ case. I'm getting this all after the fact. And, you know, my first real, like, getting involved with the whole entire OJ case was watching the show on FX. And I was so super into oh, that, okay. which was great. And I really enjoyed that. And that got me into, you know, the rabbit hole of doing all the research and finding all these things and watching all the documentaries. And now seeing this interview... It gets me so heated. I'm, I'm a huge fan of like true crime and conspiracy theories and that kind of stuff. And watching this gets me so heated because it should have came out 12 years ago, right? In 2006, whenever it was. And here we are, and it comes out, but nothing can be done about this. Like, I'm going to tell you from my perspective, watching it, it's 100% a confession from OJ Simpson. Oh, yeah. Hypothetically, right. it's a confession. And so to me, you know, there's the double jeopardy rule that you can't, he can't be tried for this case anymore. So now we got this guy literally confessing to a murder who can't get put in prison for this confession anymore. And to right. me, that's silly. See, I, I, I'll read the quote that he said in a minute, but with OJ, I was, how old was I? 96, so I was 12. Yeah, I was four. So, so we were in, I think, sixth grade. It might have been fourth grade. Whatever grade I was in, <laughs> there would be days where... The next hour, the teachers say, all right, we're going to turn on the OJ trial. And I would watch the trial in class. I would then go home and turn on then court TV and watch the trial until like six o'clock when Simpsons came on. <laughs> so I would watch From OJ Simpson to yeah. the Simpsons. We would watch this. We would talk about it with our friends. Uh, when I was, I uh, must have been fourth grade because I would have been 10. I got a cartoon published in our local paper of an Energizer bunny hitting a drum that said OJ trial. Look at you. So I'm a published cartoonist. You're brilliant. You may not know. So I kind of, I mean, it's 10, but I lived it. This was like the first real gripping cable news thing. Uh, and I watched it all the time. And, and me and my friends, we always talked about it. I didn't get into, I started the FX series. I didn't finish it. I taped the ESPN thing that they did. I never watched it. It was hard it. for me to watch the ESPN thing, honestly, because it wasn't as much focused on the case as much as it was focusing on this is OJ as a person, and I, I don't care about that. I care about the case. <laughs> right, and it's a very interesting case at the time. I think 170 million people watched the verdict, which was uh, shocking. I, I thought he was going to be guilty then, and I think he's guilty now of the murder. But I didn't get into the new stuff because I kind of, I mean, I had it right. firsthand. This confession, I didn't, I wanted to check it out. I didn't want to watch it. I saw you Snapchatting about it. I thought that's very interesting that Dave's into it, uh, you being 25. And then I thought, well, I got to see what happened because I saw Twitter at one point just go, right. he confessed. Charlemagne the God was tweeting about it. OJ in this interview was saying hypothetically, 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 but then at one point he got lost and it turned from hypothetically this is what no, would have happened. At one point he's like turned all of a sudden for the rest of it to be a first person. Because again, there was a book called If, if I, I Did, did it, it, where this son of a bitch writes a book about how he would have killed Nicole and Ron which is, if he killed him. Which is what this interview was supposed to be a promotional for. It was supposed to be, this yeah. was supposed to be released with the book because the person who interviewed him in this interview was the person who wrote the book with him. Yeah. Which is even more frustrating because how can you sit there having someone, I was reading about this woman and she said that they pitched it to her as a confession, but it was going to be in the hypothetical because OJ couldn't, couldn't live with his kids knowing. So if it was a hypothetical, he could still look his kids in the face. And to me, that, Right there is admitting guilt. Like, 
I got to say it's a hypothetical just so my kids don't get mad at me. But it's it's hypothetical. But I'm still telling you exactly what happened. If you didn't do the murder. You wouldn't. You would never sit down and explain how you would have done the no. murder. The only way you're going to do that is if you actually did the murder. Because you're crazy enough to murder these people. You're going to be crazy enough to, to hypothetically talk, about it. talk. So he's saying hypothetically, hypothetically. Then he goes into first person. He says, as things got heated, I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself. And this guy, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. I said, well, do you think you can kick my ass? And I remember, I grabbed the knife. I do remember that portion. That, that's, oh, God. Keep, keep going with this. this Taking a knife from Charlie. Charlie, we, Charlie is oh, him. Okay. Yeah. And In to be mind. honest, after that, I don't remember Except I'm standing there and there's all this kind of stuff around and he's trailing off and she said, what kind of stuff? And he said, blood and stuff. See, I'm glad you brought up this quote because this is literally what got me. How can it be a hypothetical situation that you're talking about hypothetically and then all of a sudden you say, I do remember actually taking the taking the knife, but then I blacked out and I came back too and they were on the ground with blood all over them. Like, I remember yeah. in this hypo- hypothetical situation that's not true. But I remember this exact thing that I did, but then I blacked out, and then I came too. Like, if I'm telling a story about hypothetically going to the grocery store this morning, which I did not, I would say, hypothetically, I grabbed the bread to put in my cart. I, I do remember putting that bread in my cart. Right. I that do... eliminates the whole premise of it being One, hypothetical. Exactly. Once he turns, and to me, shame on anyone who was in the room filming this interviewer. Anyone who is there to not be like, wait a minute, this just turned into first person. This is no longer a hypothetical. You're telling this story as if, as if it's you. You're not telling this as if it's a third person. So you wanted someone to call him on it? No, but I think you got to keep letting him. No, going. I think you keep going. But I feel like after the fact, like to say we're not going to release this interview or to not like then show that confession to somebody. You know, nobody had seen this interview for these twelve years that's just been shelved at Fox. You know, no one's seen it. Like how. How can you feel good about yourself as a human being knowing that you just witnessed O.J. Simpson confess to a murder, but you're not going to say anything about it? Right? Like, yeah, I understand that it's work and this is your job and you're doing an interview, but at one point you get past work and go to real life and you you, you got a murderer confessing right there in front of you. And yet we're not going to say anything about it. And we're just going to scrap this interview because... You know, the family of the Goldmans and Nicole's family didn't want this getting out. And another thing about the thing, the whole entire lost confession yet on Sunday was Chris Darden's there, you know, who's the the lawyer who lost, sitting next to Nicole Brown Simpson's best friend. Yeah, she's like as, as she's crying. just crying through the whole thing. It's like you're making her relive this, but not only you're making her relive it, you're making her relive it next to the guy who lost the case and having him look at you and be like, gosh, if I would have known this. I would have pushed harder. I would have done so like, like after after this quote, you know, Chris Darden said like that's a hundred percent a confession. Then he looked at Nicole Brown's friend and said, "If I would have known this back in two thousand six, I wouldn't have objected to this interview coming out." And it's like, well, no one told you because shame on all those people for not saying he literally just confessed to me. Well, now he's out. He's out on all his charges, his like, Heisman charges, his robbery. Do you charges. think he was sitting there? Watching this interview, just OJ, smir- like he's out of prison, he has the ability to watch anything he wants. You know, what? I think OJ's pretty demented, man. I don't, I don't know if he knows that he's alive. I don't know if he knows that he's in prison. I think that maybe he thought he died in prison and this is heaven because there's no way he gets. I, I don't, I, OJ, I don't understand. I don't think he understands space and time, which is why I believe that he would be watching this and just be like, yeah, look at that, look at that. that's me. There's my interview. Look at me, just smirking with that little smirky on his face the whole time, like. I mean, he clearly, I don't know, again, obviously this is our opinion, but to me, clearly he did it, and clearly he knows that he did it, and clearly he wants the world to know that he did it. Yeah. Since he wrote a book about it and then did an interview about it, but in a hypothetical. I just don't understand how, like, you can push it as a hypothetical, because once you turn to first person, it's not hypothetical. It got pretty decent ratings. Oh, I'm sure. It's Um, fastest gripping television. American Idol's ratings, because that's why Fox aired it again, to counter Idol. A 2.3 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, which is the only one that matters anymore. That's pretty good. Anything over a two is actually a, a really good now. 10 million people watched it. Idle. In that age range. Idle. For OJ, it got a 1.2. 
good in the demo. 4.4 million people watched mm-hmm. it in the demo. I th- but better than reruns of Bob's Burgers. I think I bet you a lot of people turned it off too during it because I think it was it was promoted in a way where it didn't seem like it was going to be this panel discussing it. You know, like it seemed like it was going to just be like an unedited raw. This was the interview from 2006, and it wasn't. It was parts of the interview that would then be uh, interspersed with this panel discussing it. And it, I feel like that, like the first time that happened, it kind of took me out of it when this panel came on. And then they came. They went back to the interview, and I was like, "All right, this is what I want to watch. I don't want to watch the panel discussing it." But the panel was very interesting. It was at parts, but also it was. It's hard to watch. Chris, like Chris Darden's probably loving loving all this press he's finally getting again. Like, obviously, it's for the wrong reasons. But even with the Tupac case, you know, getting all this new uh, documentaries and the series. Fox just aired one on that too, right? And I watched that, and I'm pretty sure Chris Darden was in that one. And you know, because he was in L.A., he's a was Soledad O'Brien in that one too. She was the one who ran that one. She loves this kind of stuff, and it's fascinating. But I I look at Chris Darden, and he's probably just thinking, like, man, at least I'm getting some press again. Because nobody knows who I am except for this OJ case. I love how into this you are. Oh, my God. It's, I love this stuff. It's fascinating. Like, you want to know any sort of true crime things to watch? I'll tell you. I'll give you a whole list. Do you watch videos on YouTube and stuff? Not as much. Uh, YouTube is in trouble. They uh, Don't they have cable now? No, no, no. YouTube videos. Yeah, they have a YouTube TV. YouTube videos. YouTube and Google are, like, together. YouTube found that the videos people watch the most... Are the videos about like extreme, like what's the longest video you've ever watched on YouTube? For me, it's probably like Las Vegas shooter conspiracy. Right. So then when you're watching that for 15 minutes, then the other ones pop up on the side, more conspiracy. And you get the long videos, it boosts their ad rates. So YouTube actually promotes these really awful videos, all these conspiracy videos. And so they're part of the reason, one of the many reasons at the, country's going to shit i mean conspiracies i feel like it's so you you don't you're not a big conspiracy fan then see i think those videos are great videos i don't think they're stupid well like not when you're saying this person that sandy hook is an actor well right like okay though so yeah there's definitely some conspiracies that are if you want to watch illuminati back of a dollar bill right whatever but if you want to look at like the same person was at all these shootings i mean that's come on i don't know i just i'm just fascinated by the fact that somehow we can have all these conspiracies because clearly there's there's a disconnect in you know the justice system and the law system and the general public that all these big controversies and cases have these conspiracy theories that are even able to be made about them, you know? Like, someone took something that was missed during this case, you know, and made a conspiracy on it, and that I feel like that goes to show how there's still so many flaws that the fact that these conspiracies can be made and conjured up and become so believable. I didn't I'm, realize I, you're this dark, man. I still think Tupac's alive, man. Shut <laughs> up. No, but I've been watching the new Tupac show also, and that is fascinating, man. You know Andy Kaufman? Comedian? Yeah. I thought he was alive for a long time. Well, Jim Carrey is Andy Kaufman. They're the same person, so. Yeah, he got weird. <laughs> hey, did you watch that documentary on Netflix, the Jim and Andy? No, no. I love that movie. Uh, I actually reached out to that guy. I'll try to again um, to try to talk to him a little bit. Yeah, I love that movie, Man on the Moon. I love yeah. Andy Kaufman. He died three days before I was born, so I used to try to pretend that I was him. <laughs> the reincarnate. But then Jim Carrey did it so fantastic. Can we talk about Jim Carrey for a second? Since yeah. we're talking, about- what do you think about Jim Carrey? Everyone's like Jim Carrey's crazy. Like, look at him. He doesn't care what he's doing. He's he's so weird in these interviews. You know, he had that one interview where he was like circling around the girl the whole time she was talking to him. I think he's brilliant. I think he's just sick of everyone putting him in this box, and he's like, listen, well, that, I'm way smarter than all you guys. I mean, when you do a thing like Andy Kaufman, I think that sticks with you. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a method actor for that time. It's, it's crazy to see because, you know, he's this big, physical, comedic. I love Jim Carrey. He's, I think he's probably one of the top comic actors of all time. He's made some of the best movies and then and some, some of the, the worst. worst. Which, But I feel like that's how you know that you truly are a good actor. Like, look at... 
Will Ferrell's made some horrible movies, and he also makes some great movies. Adam Sandler's made some horrible movies. He's also made some great movies. I think that shows that you can have fun and be that playful, I'm an idiot, look at me, just make fun of me, but you can also get into that realm of being a, a real actor. Do you like Yes Man? Yes Man's great. I just watched it again. You don't like it? I don't. That came out at a time when uh, there were a lot of movies that came out where there was like a middle-aged man going yeah, through a there crisis. Were weird, there were weird comedies. And there's a quirky girl who's 20 Who years normally younger. normally is. You yeah, know, and they fall in love, and that really bothered me. So that movie, I don't know, it was okay. It was, I mean. I like I, when he saves the guy from the ledge. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like, like you're saying, there's those blisters movies. There's bloody fingers. <laughs> There was there was definitely that time of comedy movies that was like, is this really a comedy or is this like a coming of age story? Yeah, of this middle aged mid midlife crisis. But I guess everyone finds humor in midlife crises, right? I just I don't like when I don't like when guys get girls that are better than them. They don't deserve them. Who are you to say that he didn't deserve her? Oh come on, Jim Carrey's like forty five at the time. She's like twenty eight. And. Look that, at these couples that are going around nowadays. There's like 30-year age gaps between these couples. It's weird, man. I agree. It's weird. it's weird having that much of an age gap. But who are you to say he didn't deserve her? There's people. Could you imagine right now that you're going to someday get married to someone who's not born yet? There's people my age that are going to do that. 33. 33. That is really weird to think about. When you put it that way, that is so weird it's to think about. Disgusting. <laughs> not even born. Like they haven't even been made, <laughs> haven't even not even made. They haven't even been a thought yet. Yeah, they're not even in anyone's mind. They're just they've probably been uh, you know shot out, and they've already gone through the whole cycle of being in a sperm, out of a sperm, and yeah, back into a new sperm, in a toilet somewhere, <laughs> floating. Dave Stein, Dbot producer Dave. What should I call you when I have you on? You can call me whatever you want, but I'm going to give you guys my shameless plug right now for uh, my podcast. Oh, yeah. Which you're going to get on sometime, Bart. It's called Dish with Dave. And I like talking about just basically anything, but every episode ends with a uh, recipe because I'm a huge foodie. Yeah, we're going to talk about that some week, Yeah, well, I'll be back on to talk some food with you. But uh, yeah, Dish with Dave. Because Dave spends a lot of time cooking, and I think it's a waste of time. Bart, see, how can that be a waste of time to cook your own food? It's a conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you uh, letting me on your podcast, though, Bart. It's well, fun. we'll see how long I keep this up. Hey, I'm here whenever you need me. So, Dish with Dave. It's on what, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It's on, you know, I think it's on Google Play, too. Stitcher, is that a thing? I don't know what Stitcher is. I've never heard of that. Twitch. It's on 99.1themix.com. Yeah. So, uh, fun stuff. OJ, hypothetically and realistically. I did it. He did it. So, listen to Dave uh, from 5 to 6 and then flip over to me. <laughs> From 6 to 10. You can just alternate. Push a button. You know, set them as the two buttons next to each other. And What's the song you play the most right now? Song we play the most? Oh, we're playing a lot of uh, Thunder. We play a lot of Imagine Dragons. That song was good like two years ago. People like it still. So we play it. We I play, know we your exact audience. Say. I know it. Hey, I man. did that station in a different form. We're doing great. So uh, I know you are. We're going to keep on doing what we've been doing. And I guess be at the top. Well, <laughs> you're higher than us, which who's not? Dave, thank you. We'll talk soon. Unless yeah. I want to talk NCAA brackets. Normally I say yeah, but this year I, I don't know anything about college basketball, honestly, this year. So I don't know how much value I'd bring you. Who are you taking? Anyone? Do you know? Uh, I'm going to take Duke just because. Wow. Coach K is going to do it. Grayson Allen, everyone hates him, so I feel like I know that much about him. You know, your boss here fires people when they wear Duke hats. Yeah, I won't wear any Duke clothing, but I'll say they're going to win. Right, get the hell out of here. Hey, I did, I did win last useless. year's work bracket. I did win last year's work bracket. We'll need to say that. All right. You're you useless. Later. Cody Granton instead. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Get the hell out of here. I'm going. Cody, you got to be more. Cody Grant, producer of uh, Chuck and Winkler, you got to be more. In tune with the tournament than Dave, I would hope, right? I would say a little bit more than Dave, but not a whole lot more. College basketball really isn't my forte. Of all the sports I watch, it's at the bottom of the list. Well, college basketball, that's because it sucks. It sucks. It's bad basketball. I've gotten into arguments this weekend trying to tell people how bad it is. It is bad. It's so bad, it's fun to watch. The college basketball is not good. 
Did Carl Anthony Towns, is that him that just put out a picture? He would be a senior right now at Duke? He would dominate. Or Kentucky. At Kentucky. Yeah, that that's when college basketball is good. When you have guys that are with you know teams for four years, that's when college basketball is good. Now it's one and done. You know, you get guys maybe a Malcolm Brogdon stays for four years. The 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 level of play, I don't understand how if you're a fan of life and sports, why on Monday night you would rather watch Texas West Virginia play college basketball than you would Pistons Hawks in the NBA. It makes no sense, and people will say things like, "Oh, they play better defense in college basketball," which is not true. You're obviously blind because you don't understand that there's more talent offensively in the NBA than there is in college basketball. You're not guarding LeBron James every night. You're guarding you so and so from Texas A&M, or you know this guy from Michigan, and it's the difference in talent is just astronomical from NBA to college basketball. It's and the I just, best I'm, collection of basketball yeah, players in the world. I don't understand. You hear people say it. You see people on Twitter. You see people on Facebook. You hear people call in on sports radio, and they say things like, oh, I watch college basketball because it's a better brand of basketball. No, it is not. The only thing you can say is maybe the fans are more passionate about their teams. That's about it. Right. But that's the but I mean if you if you say I watch college basketball because I like upsets and it's exciting for me that's fine like I'm not ripping you for that it's just you'd rather watch bad basketball. Now the NCAA is like a 25 game season, you know the NBA is 82 and I think there's a lot of people that don't like that. Uh, I think a lot of the people that are still hunkered down in college basketball over NBA are like they think that it's 20 years ago. They they look at the NBA and they think baggy shirt on the sideline, baggy jeans. You know, they think of Allen Iverson when he would not play a game and what he would wear before David Stern did the whole thing. And, you know, maybe they're just not in tune with whatever. They think that college basketball is where it was 20 years ago, but it's just it's just not. Now I understand that every game's not great in the NBA, and certainly every game isn't great in college, but I would rather, I would much rather, like Duke UNC, Dave mentioned Duke, Duke UNC, that's supposed to be like the game. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't watch it. I'd rather watch, even without FanDuel, even without Fantasy, I'd rather watch the Trailblazers take on the Grizzlies than I would Duke UNC. Well, you got star power. You have Damian Lillard. You have CJ McCollum. You have Michael Conley when he's not hurt. Of course, he's hurt this year. But no, I'm the same way. Duke UNC, they, they talk about is the greatest rivalry in sports, definitely in college basketball. But each year, it's a it's a different team. I mean, Grayson Allen, yeah, he's been there for, what, four years now. But you talk about freshmen and the one-and-done rule, I think that's really hurt college basketball. And as you mentioned just a little bit ago, it would be nicer to see a four-year player. That way you can follow these guys throughout their career. They get better and they get smarter. And you don't see these stupid mistakes at the end of the games, which in tournament time, teams blow 11-point leads with a minute left. I'll name you every college basketball player that I can right now. Off the top of my head, that's not Wisconsin or Marquette. Let me guess. It's going to be under 10. Trey Young. I just mentioned one like 30 seconds ago. I forgot. Grayson Allen. Oh, Grayson Allen. We know him, though. Why do we know Grayson Allen? Because he's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. Not because he's a great basketball player, even though he is. Michigan State has a Bridges. And so does Villanova. I know Villanova's point guard, Jalen Brunson. Because he played high school ball in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brunson I saw, but I couldn't say his name. Uh, Aiton from Arizona because of the $100,000, allegedly. Uh, oh, um, who's that kid from Xavier that is a bitch? I don't know. Uh, Mergen. How many coaches can you name in NCAA? Way more than Way players. Way more than players, right? Because they're there. I still uh, can't name much. I can I can name way more NBA coaches than college basketball coaches. Who is the coaches. Xavier guy? He was the one that like flipped off the Badgers. Oh my god! Xavier basketball players. They just beat St. John's roster. <laughs> uh, no, that was on the eighth. I I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, maybe Xavier's not even the right team. Maybe I think it's someone else. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Makura? Makura. I yeah, never heard of his name. Makura. Gaston? J.P. Makura. Jalen Reynolds? Yep, Xavier. J.P. Makura from Lakeville, Minnesota.
Okay. There it is. Um, Bridges, I got the Bridges, but not sure which one's which. Uh, did I say Trey Young? Yes, you Damn. did. Okay. So you only get one for that. Um, there's a kid on Purdue. He graduated. Yeah, I don't know. Peter Jock? He graduated from Iowa. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, college basketball sucks. That being said, I'm pumped for March Madness. Me too, because there's money on the line. Uh-huh. I'll be getting in a variety of different pools. Last couple of years, and I'm kind of glad Wisconsin's not in, because the last couple of years I've taken Wisconsin. Well, it wouldn't have been last year. They got a little earlier. If Wisconsin would have beat Duke, I would have made 1500 bucks. If Wisconsin would have went to the Final Four. Last year? No. If Wisconsin would have, the year that they lost in the Final Four. If they would have got to the final, then I would have won a thousand dollars. I could have kept winning based on so Wisconsin. You take Wisconsin because of your heart, right? Well, when they were good, I would do I because I do like eight different pools. Now that's a question. When you do eight different pools, if you sign into eight different are you doing eight different brackets? Or one pool in every one. I'm doing eight different brackets of because course. the chances of you it's getting one right exactly. You're going to join eight yeah. different pools. You're putting in what maybe five to twenty five dollars. The chances of winning yes. on the same bracket, you're not going to win because people say you only get one bracket. No, because bullshit. then you can say then you can say that you had every upset. You can say you had every team. Don't talk about your bracket in real life. Yeah, and the biggest thing too is when it comes to bracket time, everybody's an expert. If people want to know what your bracket looks like, they will log in on the website and look at what your bracket is. Everybody says, oh, man, I watched Wichita State all year this year. They're going to take it home. Or, man, Villanova looked great in their tournament. It's stuff like that. And it's just like, no, you, you, you really didn't watch college basketball this year. No, like Providence, I saw the last five minutes of the Big East tournament because I was on a plane bored to tears. Maybe, maybe Duke because they're nationally televised all the time, but you're not watching... Just name me a name me like a seven seed there, Nevada. Who's watching Nevada basketball? All Arkansas. Year long? Who's watching Arkansas basketball? Texas A and M. Who's watching Texas A and M? Nobody. All right. So who do you? Is there somebody that you like so far? I, I always pick Kentucky to go Final Four every year. Even them as a five seed, having yep. to take on Virginia. When, when did they go to uh, the the championship game when they played UConn as like a seven seed? That was a se- several years ago. I always pick Kentucky to go deep. I think I might take him to beat Virginia. So in that, in the top left, that's how I refer to him. In the top <laughs> Was that left, the East region. Who cares? Uh, the top <laughs> seeds are Virginia, Cincinnati, Tennessee, Arizona, Kentucky, Miami. I'll take Kentucky. I might take Kentucky or Virginia. I think Cincinnati's going to be a team that a lot of people don't take because nobody knows anything about them. All right, uh, Kentucky or Virginia? I'll go there. Virginia. So then on the other side, it's top, top right. right for those following at home. Nova, Purdue, Texas Tech, Wichita State, West Virginia, Florida. I like Purdue, but I, I am in on the Big East. So I'll take I like Nova. Nova. I really like Nova. They they won. When did they, they win? They won uh, last year, right? Two years ago. Yeah, I think it was two years, two years ago. ago. Who won last year? I, I don't, don't even know. know. I don't know. I don't remember. North Carolina? Was it? I got to Google this. Look, I, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was. NCAA championship. <laughs> even even on the format where we can edit, we still do Google races. That is the least favorite part of my show with Chuck is when we do Google races. <laughs> We're both, oh, I wonder, I wonder. Uh, okay, we do Google races. Sometimes I get really bad at Google races. Like right now. NCAA champ basketball 2017. Do I got to teach you yeah, how to No, Google? it didn't come up for me. Here we go. Uh, North Carolina. All right, good. Villanova won 2016, Duke 2015, UConn 2014. Is that dumb that I almost don't want to take Nova because they did just win recently? How many teams win back-to-back? Oh, like never. Not many, right? No. Butler went to back-to-back, but they lost both years. No, they were in both? Yeah, they Who were in they back-to-back. The other year? Uh, they played Duke and then Connecticut. 2010, 2011. Hmm. I just remember the Hayward shot. Okay, let's finish this. Bottom right, Kansas, Duke, Michigan State, Auburn, Clemson. I kind of think Michigan State goes down. 
the I'll never pick Michigan State to go to the Final Four again because the year I had them winning the title was the year they got knocked out in the first round when they had Denzel Valentine. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did that too because I always avoided them, and then I finally yeah, went for them. I finally like was okay. Same. They had a great year. I might as well take them. Same thing for me. Uh, I like Kansas actually. I'll take Kansas. They got a few games in Kansas. I'll take Kansas. Kansas, Duke, Michigan State, Auburn. You like any of those? Well, as people are starting to figure out, my all-time favorite player is Kirk Heinrich, who played for Kansas, lost in the title game to Carmelo Anthony's Syracuse back in '03. Name those teams one more time. I don't want Kansas the same is team the one. You. Duke is the two. I'll take Duke. Duke. I like Duke. Uh, and then the bottom left is Xavier, North Carolina, Michigan. Nathan's pissed. He thinks we're doing a WWE podcast, but we're doing college basketball podcast. We're not doing WWE. What the f? We're doing college basketball. Hold man. on. What do you want to say? Right <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, Jesus, sorry. No, come on in. Well, we can. What do you want to say about WWE? Nathan Graham, Kiss FM. Uh, fast Lane was very average last night. That's about it. But we'll get to it. Oh, uh, I disagree. Pod- Friday. 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 Cody does the WWE podcast. You don't. You're not on it. No, I'm on it with them. Oh, when do you do that? Friday. Friday. I'm just shocked I haven't gotten my invite yet. That's I, I've, came, I've come in and asked you, like, anytime you want. Well, that's not, no, that's not. <laughs> see, that's what we call the open invitation, which is actually, a, like, a non-invitation. Okay, I'll send you an email. It's got to be, like, a, a Like, Wednesday, like a formal in. email. Yeah, it's got to be, like, on a come in Friday, 11 o'clock. This is when we do it. Not, you know. Yeah, Friday at 11. Yeah. All right. I'm in. See you guys. See you there. You going to be there or are you going to be in Chicago for the ninth time in two weeks? <laughs> I'll be there. Uh yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Bye. All right, tease. Nathan Graham will be joining us on Friday for our WWE podcast, our Fast Lane recap, and our Raw SmackDown recap, whatever happens on those shows. Uh, yeah, I'm tired of talking NCAA. I wanted to ask you about Braun Strowman. Oh, he was so cool. Like, you missed out, man. He comes in. He was very polite. Huge dude, by the way. I know you already knew that. Six foot eight, 380 pounds from Slinger. Funny thing we learned, too, as well, uh, Ryan Braun is the reason why his name is Braun Strowman. Did you guys get that out of him? No, we didn't, and I'm very upset oh, about yeah, that. that sucked because I saw uh, Lance yeah, Allen. Because did. I brought up the Brewers because I said, because um, Freem's originally brought up that he was grew up in Slinger, Wisconsin. He talked a little bit about that. I said, you know, growing up in Wisconsin as well, you're you're a Brewers fan, right? Because you had Suter, yeah. Thames, and Phillips come in in Phoenix for a show, and he started talking about. He's like, yeah, I guess you know baseball i would say i'm a brewers fan and that's like all he really had to say about it i didn't think to ask him i wouldn't have either i wouldn't have said that yeah because like i brought the brewers like i said i wanted to do that but yeah i I didn't even think about doing that the only thing i kind of saw myself doing was saying you know one time last year they faced the blue jays and it was cool to see braun and stroman yeah. But I don't think I would have actually said, are you Braun because of Ryan Braun? No, I would have loved to mention, you know, what do you think about Ryan Braun coming out with your with your entrance music as a walk-up song? Oh. That would have been a question I was thinking about asking, but I wish I pulled the trigger on that because if I did, he would have probably told the story of how he became Braun. But then I don't think, see, if we would have got that out of him, because that was all over the WWE exactly. publications, if we would have got that out of him, we would have put up a tweet, maybe, maybe, and then nobody would have. And then he would have went to wherever he told, and that would have gotten the main story. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So we would have been. But we got a good stuff out of Braun. Yeah. I Very good stuff. I'm going to go back. I haven't heard the full thing, but I'm going to listen to it and uh, put it on our best of shows, assuming that doesn't suck. I will say this, though. I am sick of the fact that he is the backup plan for Roman and Brock Lesnar. So he doesn't have a match. And you know the funny thing about that, not really funny because it's kind of depressing actually, so Reigns was involved in this whole steroid scandal. It wasn't Roman Reigns. It was Luther Reigns. Remember Luther Reigns? Former wrestler? So No. Exactly. So he was a former wrestler that apparently did steroids. This guy sent out this... Did Reigns get suspended for no, that? No, because it wasn't Roman. Oh, it was, you wanted to be Roman. when WWE... No, I like Roman. But when WWE put that out, saying that Reigns may be involved in some steroid scandal, all they had was the last name. So this guy, whoever sent it out, I don't know if he was trolling or if... I don't know what he was doing, but it would turn out to be Luther Reigns, so Roman is not even involved in that anymore. So now there's no point of having a backup plan for that match, because it's going to be Roman and Brock. So now what are they going to do with Braun Strowman? So you got two high-profile guys that need a match, Cody. Braun Strowman and 
Elias? No. Who's the other high profile? As much as I guy? like Elias. Rusev? He was at the pay per view last night. Yeah. Oh, he was at the pay per view last night? Um. High profile guy, man. Who are you talking about? John Cena. Yes. Okay, I could see that. Cena Braun. Yeah, that'd be good. But Braun has to go over. Braun has to, has go, to go over. Has to go over. You would have to have Braun win that match. But yeah, no, that'd be good if Taker doesn't come back. Now, I would much rather see Braun versus Cena than Taker versus Cena. Yeah, I'm done with Taker. Yeah, I like Taker. One of my favorites of all time, but no, he's way too old. Uh, how about this match? Uh, Thugonomic Cena against American Badass Undertaker. <laughs> I'd rather see <laughs> never give up Cena against Braun Strowman. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. We'll talk more about that on the WWE podcast. We do that as well. Back to the lower left. Oh, we're still doing that? Uh, Xavier, North Carolina, Michigan, Gonzaga, Ohio State. Who's who's the one seed? Uh, Xavier. Who's the two seed? North Carolina. I picked a two seed in Duke and a five seed in Kentucky and a one seed. In Nova, yeah. Who's the three seed? Three seed is Michigan. Give me Michigan. Okay, I'm going to take North Carolina and get back to the Final Four. So your Final Four is what? Kentucky, Michigan, Duke, and Nova. Okay, then I'm going to go Kentucky, Nova, Kansas, and North Carolina. I'll take uh, North Carolina, Nova. There we go. There's a storyline. Last two champions. Face off. Nova wins by six. I'll take Kentucky and Nova. And I have Nova winning as well by okay. 11. Cody Grant, producer of uh, Chuck and Winkler. You hear that one, 6 to 10. Uh, right after you're done listening to producer Dave's morning mashup. I was trying to figure out why they get in so early when I was talking to Dave. Don't they start earlier? Yeah, but <laughs> you play a song. <laughs> What's Dave got to be there for? Doesn't Dave produce the show? Well, yeah, what but, are you trying to say about us producers? We don't. No, do no, 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 no. I, I, I don't understand why a music show when they started four, five get in here four. Yeah, we 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 bounce because when like they that. start at five, it's fifteen minutes of music before your first break at five fifteen. Yeah, no, that's no. I get that because so we get start at five. six, and you and me get here like at five forty-five. No, I'm five thirty now. Five thirty? Yeah, you haven't uh, noticed because well, you know what? I was five thirty all last week. Yeah, well, I wasn't here because I was you know I had more work to do, hmm. but. Usually I get in 545, get my stories up, and get going. Great. Uh, Good stuff. Cody Grant, always a pleasure. Uh, We'll talk to you. I mean. I see you around. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the halls. Sure. We work in the same studio. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Cody. we live close to each other, actually. Oh uh, yeah, well, not really. I mean, you've never really invited me out, but you know, whatever. No, nah, I don't go out. All right, Cody, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And that's it. The Wings Things podcast back for how long? Well, it just depends how hard I want to work, but I do plan on doing this uh, much, much more. Hopefully, once a week, if not more. Thanks to Dave Stein, producer Dave Debot, whatever. Thanks to uh, Cody Grant. Thanks to Riggs. Thanks to Nathan Graham for barging in here as well. Uh, we'll keep doing this, share this or whatever, be my, do the, do the hard work for me. I did this part. Now you tell people about it. All right. We'll have a good one.